welcome to Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Joss Richard, and this is the podcast where every week I will be joined by a special guest who either loves Three's Company, hates it, or has never even heard of it, and together we'll review an episode of the classic sitcom. Everyone, welcome back. We are here. We did it. It's season three. We are here. Welcome to the third season. Welcome to the party. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here and to be back. I missed doing this. I missed everyone. I hope everyone had a chance to listen to the previous seasons or if season one and season two weren't your vibe. Maybe season three is. Maybe you're just waiting for season four. Maybe you're waiting for season six or season five because you love Cindy. Who knows? I don't know. Who am I to judge? But I hope you're here listening and you're excited as I am because we are coming full force for season three. We have some great guests coming up this season, some great episodes. And today we are going to be talking about season three, episode one, Double Date. And I am joined by a very special guest, Pete Ferrero. Pete is a documentary film director, and the host of the Beverly Hills 90210 show podcast with the original EPs and writers. And I am so excited to have him here. He knows his stuff. He's a big fan of Three's Company. Hi, Pete. How are you? It is so awesome to be here. Um, 90210 is my first love, but Three's Company is like right behind it. And I'm so stoked that me and you are like friends on Instagram now and that there's somebody that digs Three's Company as much as I do because you know, it's we're there. There's some of us are still out there, you know? Some of us are. I grew up thinking that, I mean, obviously I come not from the generation that watched Three's Company live, but nobody around my age really knows what the show is. They sort of heard of it. So I was growing up thinking that I was truly the only person who ever watched this show. <laughs> but thank you. But <laughs> thanks to the internet, I realized that there is a huge fan base. and. I actually don't know to the extent how much how much you love Three's Company. So give me give me a little sneak peek into what what introduced you to Three's Company and how much you love it. So I grew up I was born in 76. I was only f- like maybe 5 or 6 when the episodes were airing, but I do have memories of Three's Company being on in my house. Like my my family was all watching Three's Company. So as a kid, I mean, I should probably not have been watching this show, especially like looking at the episode we're going to look at today. But um, but I was, and I was a fan. I mean, it was, you know, it was sitcom and very funny. And um, Jack Tripper is a character. I can remember when uh, being a kid, my dad had a friend named Jack. And uh, he came over to the house and he kind of, cause you know, it's the late seventies and I'm five years old mm-hmm. and they, everybody kind of looked like Jack Tripper with the haircuts and all that stuff. <laughs> and I literally remember having this vivid memory of thinking, is this Jack Tripper? And uh, it was not. So just. <laughs> just Your dad was clar- just casually friends with John Ritter. He would come over yeah. for dinner, you know, it's fine. <laughs> no, he was not friends with him, but it was, <laughs> it was uh, funny. But yeah, so I'm a diehard, you know, I mean, this is, the, this is, I was just talking to somebody the other day about comfort shows, comfort food, comfort, comfort songs. Um, Three's Company is a comfort show. It is a show where you could be going to sleep and need something to get you out of your head. And it's the perfect show for that in a lot of ways. I absolutely agree. So when you say, you know, you love Three's Company, grew up watching it, what blonde roommate 
comes to mind. Who who represents Three's company for you? Is it the Chrissy era, the Cindy, or the Terry? It's a, it's a very good question. Um, I would say it's definitely the classic is Chrissy. Mm-hmm. But I also have mad respect for the Terry. You know what I mean? But the Terry era. But I'm definitely, to me, Three's company is Janet, Jack, and Chrissy. That's That's what started it. She's uh, Suzanne Summers is incredible on the show. You know, she's funny and all that. Sometimes it's a little bit much, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But um, for the most part, it's that's the classic for me. What about for you? I'm curious. I no one has actually asked me this. I do think of Chrissy first because she's the OG, but I do have an affinity for the later seasons because Same. I like I like the farce. I like how crazy it gets. I love Furley. So and that's just it feels like a completely different show, honestly. Totally. So it's it's not even comparing apples to apples. I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges. Yes. When you were growing up watching this, did the sexual innuendos go over your head? I had no I, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I had, I had, no, I, I mean, I had no idea. I mean, obviously, if they're making out or Jack's trying to make out with the girl, like you under loosely understand what's happening. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But like, I mean, even this episode, we watching it, I was like, oh, I had no idea that that's where we were going with this. You know? But uh, yeah, like totally over my head, no idea, clueless. Same. I was watching this as truly a four year old, five year old. I my parents would just stick me in front of the TV and now watching it I'm like oh I had no idea the Ropers never had sex I didn't know that's what was going on you know and that's interesting too because I wrote that down as a note that's weird to me <laughs> like I, I I don't like I know a lot about the 70s I guess I don't know my parents grew up in the 60s and 70s whatever but like it is that a thing that older couples weren't having sex like that and the husband didn't want to is that a thing like i don't i don't get why that's maybe we're different generations i don't know but like i don't know why that's funny great question that's what i'm wondering why would anyone want to stay married to someone who doesn't find you physically attractive and i know that divorce was more of a taboo subject back then and I know there's sort of a role reversal. I feel like usually it would be the man right. who wants to have sex. And and I think it's progressive that Mrs. Roper is the one that wants to have sex. But it just comes off very sad on Mrs. Roper's end that her husband doesn't want to sleep with her. Ever. like under, And like in, in like to the point in this episode where we'll get into it, he like turns around on her to change. <laughs> it's like it's like really it's an odd I don't get it. I don't get that. I never, even when I was younger and all the years I watched Three's Company, because, you know, there are times when you get really into it and sucked back in and you'll do like a rewatch of the whole thing and watch every episode. I've done, I've binged it a few times and every single time I'm like, I don't, I still don't get this. I wish somebody from the older generation would explain why this is funny and is it was this normal? Yeah. You know, like did he have something wrong with him? I mean, I maybe he's closeted. We don't know. I think that's yeah. also a theory <laughs> that people have had. But oh, really? I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna have to have someone from that generation who would now be a lot older from the Ropers generation, but I would love to have someone on and just to know share what that's thoughts. about. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Let's just get into the episode. We start sure. off again, season three premiere. We are at the height. If we're going back here, season two was huge for the cast. 
they are riding the wave of being one of the most popular shows on TV right now. And they're coming back strong. I feel like this episode has a lot of sex, physical comedy. It's it's just everything is a little bit more bigger and better than season two. And I think the colors are even more vibrant. It's a lot more brighter visually. We start with Roper trying to fix the drain. And they're letting Norman Fell do some fun physical comedy bits here that he wasn't able to do in season two. Did you find this funny? This whole I loved it. Thing? So I always love like even the I always love when Roper is tr- or I like it better when Furley's trying to fix something later on. But I do love a Roper fixing of a doorbell. And this episode, it's the sink. And I have to say that, you know, looking back on it, the prank about the 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 water shooting directly at him, even when he like moves position is really funny. Like it's just the perfect setup to this episode. And then, you know, even the doorbell ringing and then Larry coming by and his, his sort of like reactions to all of the things that are happening and the frustration with the water. Roper's funny. Norman fell is great in the opening of this thing. I mean, it is interesting. You said that this is the um, start of season three. So they start on Roper, which is, an interesting way to come in it, you know? And uh, yeah, I dig it. I think he's hilarious. I think Norman Bell is great. I agree. And even when Larry comes in and the doorbell's ringing and Roper comes out and he says, can you get the door? He says it so quietly. Like, I feel like anyone else would have come out and been like, can you get the door? Just because he's so frazzled. But the he says it very calmly. And I, I think that was a really great choice. Oh, it was totally good. Yeah, that that was awesome. He did not play it over the top. He played it very, you know, very reserved and like, but it's funny because Larry is so funny. You know, you know that Larry's going to cause some shenanigans very soon. Oh, yeah. And this is also very early on in Larry. Larry was nothing more than a a guest star in season two. We only saw him for a few scenes. And it's interesting now, season three premiere, we are starting on Roper and Larry. Did you notice that the magazine that Larry was reading was had was called Persons instead of People? I thought I did that was see funny. That. Yes, I did see that. I love looking at old shows from the seventies when they 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 felt the need to change. I don't even know because I don't think there was a lawsuit involved with People. I just think that they just had their version of the magazine. So yeah, Persons. I'd like to get a copy of Persons yeah. if, we, if I could. Love it, love it. Yeah. Now Jack comes home and he says that he has finally got a date with Samantha Evans. And this is a woman that he was, he knows, you know, we assume um, has probably seen her around at the Regal Beagle. She's looking for an honest man because the last guy she dated cheated on her. Okay, so Linda calls while he's having this discussion with Larry, and Linda is his girlfriend, which I find interesting. Linda is someone who has been mentioned in season two a few times. We have seen her. He has pro- yeah. he has proposed to Linda in a previous episode. So, like, this is a girlfriend. This is not someone he's dating, and I find it interesting how he's cheating on her, and it doesn't come off as oh, this guy's a piece of shit. It's just like, oh, Jack's just being Jack. Okay, this is interesting for me because a couple things. This is the era of TV where it's not really serialized, right? So everything that you just said about we had seen Linda before, I think even she stayed at one, she stayed at the at the house once. I don't know if that happened yet or is going to happen, but she's- Going to happen. Okay, all right. So yeah, but we know of Linda. We've 
you know, I mean, we're maybe we're serialized people because we've seen so many shows, but we definitely have heard about her. We know who she is, right? And usually, Jack is sort of, uh, her, sort of has some sort of moral compass, right? He's not going to do anything that's too messed up. But this is an episode where Jack chooses to be cheaty, I guess is the word, on Linda. And they use sort of Larry as the foil for that. Like Larry said that he was sick or whatever. But but Jack makes a choice that he's going to fool around on Linda with this with Samantha. And I thought that was like, to your point earlier about coming in hot for season three, we're gonna kick it up a notch. We're gonna see Jack with we're gonna see Jack dating. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna see some more some more sex and these people doing things that they would be doing in the 70s for sure. I think you're right because it was meant to be someone can tune in at any point back in the 70s and watch an episode, enjoy it with no context. So I think that we are possibly making more out of it than the writers meant, especially because this is a show that brings back guest stars, like actors in different roles. So maybe maybe Linda wasn't meant to be anyone significant in Jack's life, but obviously watching this chronologically, she is. So just interesting choice. Like you said, he takes Larry's prompt of being sick and goes with that, that he's sick. That's why he has to cancel the date with Linda for tonight. And I thought this was funny when Roper walks in and finds out that he's sick and he puts the plunger on his mouth because he doesn't want to get sick. <laughs> it's so good. The whole ex- the whole exchange, and I'm curious where you land on the uh, the Jack is gay, faking Roper out stuff. Because I mean, I think it's like I think it's a clever way of talking about b- being gay in that era. It's not something that we're talking about on television and on a lot of shows. So it's a really fun way to expose people to the fact that people are like this and it's fine. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is a the, one of the first shows, a couple of things about three's company. It's one of the first shows where there's cooking on television. So it's pre food network. Right. Right. And it's, and there's also, and it's also like accepting of different peoples and different lifestyles, which leaving in the house with two, three, two girls, the homosexual stuff, like it's, it's something, but I do love the Roper's joke is, you know, Jack says something to the effect of like, I'm sick. And he's like, I know, like, I know you're sick. You're don't, don't tell me. You know what I mean? Right. I love you that said little, it, not me. You said it, not me. Yeah. I love, I, I just love that line. That's the thing about Three's Company's writing was they always had a clever way of like saying the joke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A- about it without it being like, I don't know, in your face sort of. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I've had a few queer guests come on and they – you know, when I first started the podcast, I was worried. I was worried about, am I, if I bring someone on who's queer, that's my friend, are they going to be offended by this show? I don't know because I'm, I grew up watching this. So I'm just so used to these jokes. Nobody was actually really offended. They actually thought it was funny how Jack sort of leans into the stereotypes to make someone conservative feel uncomfortable. Someone on a recent episode said something very interesting and they said that Mr. Roper is more progressive than Chandler Bing from Friends. And I feel like that was a really interesting take because Roper doesn't seem, at least in this episode that we saw, he's not super uncomfortable. He's not uncomfortable with Jack being gay. He just sort of is like, oh, you're gay. That's 
fine, whatever. Whereas I feel like someone like Chandler in Friends would feel super insecure if a man were to touch him or if a man were to make a remark like that. So I, I don't know. I think it's it's a very interesting way that Norman Fell played it and the writers wrote it in. Totally. And what's interesting is, is there's to- totally an acceptance of it because he's allowing Jack to live with the two girls because he is gay in ja- in Roper's mind. You know what I mean? So um, he's definitely accepting to the lifestyle. I mean, it's um, it's something I've always struggled with too, like you said, because I'm such a fan of this show and I know it's it's utilized at times in a way that could be offensive, but I don't think it's intended to be offensive at all. In this episode, it feels great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So Roper goes downstairs and now we have the classic Mr. and Mrs. Roper back and forth where Roper says that he's sick, which he can't do anything with Mrs. Roper. I know we briefly touched on this at the beginning, but what are your overall thoughts on the Ropers? Do you find them funny aside from the uncomfortableness that they're never sleeping together? Do you find their scenes enjoyable? I find when they interact with the Jack, Janet, and Chrissy that they're very funny. I find the two of them alone sometimes is funny, but sometimes is probably old old person humor and I don't mean that not old person today but like old person of the 70s humor like maybe that's funny to my grandparents watching the show like you know oh my god the Ropers that's us we don't have sex and you don't do this and da 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 and go clean and I want an allowance and all that kind of maybe that's that material I do not connect I think they're both very funny in this in the show I don't get that I don't get as I said earlier I don't get the whole how that's funny that we that this man, Mr. Roper, who is not hot stuff, <laughs> does not want to have sex with Mrs. Roper, who is a beautiful woman. You know what I mean? Like the, Audrey is great as as this person. So she's a catch. She's a catch, and it's also it's not that Mr. Roper. Well, Mr. Roper also throughout the series is attracted to younger women. He's sort of shown this. I don't know. He he acts different towards younger women, which implies that obviously he would probably sleep with a different woman. It's Helen specifically that he's yes. not sleeping with. Like he'll look at, he also, Roper at times can be creepy. I mean, th- that's not the intention. It's just, it's just the lens that we're looking at it from now. You know, Roper being a peeping Tom down the line and, and, you know, having mag, you know, Playboy magazines at some point, like there are things that you're, you're right. There are things that Roper does that in, implies that he is into women, you know? He's yeah. just not into Mrs. Roper. Yeah, it's her which specifically. Which is really, it's really messed up in a way. Now we're back downstairs and the girls, Chrissy and Janet, they come home and they find out that Jack is sick. Also, it took a second to introduce Chrissy and Janet. I When they walked through the, through the door, there was this wave of relief. Like, okay, now we're in it. Now we're in it. I think it took a second for them to... No, you're right about that. And that was something I noted because it's like we've seen so much Jack, Larry, Roper, Ropers. You know what I mean? Like we have not seen the classic show. It takes about, I don't know, four or five minutes before we're into the the show that we signed up for every week, which is Jack, Janet, and Chrissy, right? And their and their escapades of what they're doing in the 70s. So yeah. it, it was interesting to me. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually, okay, I'm curious because it's always a topic of discussion, but do you have a preference between Janet or Chrissy? I'm a Janet all the way. Yes. All the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Janet is my favorite character on the show because of so many things, but, um, and I also feel like uh, that John Ritter and Joyce DeWitt have a much better chemistry than he does with anyone else on the show. Like there is the way that they are able to be comfortable with each other. Like he might push Janet out of the apartment. Uh, he, he feels more comfortable with her than he does Suzanne. I've noticed. Um, and she's just like, Joyce DeWitt as Janet is the most it's and it's not an easy character to play to be so beloved and likable and someone that's always there for their friend like to be the the best friend or the good friend on the show and not maybe getting all the big sort of Chrissy style laughs you know uh it wasn't about her sexuality at all it was about just like this funny, really great person, a friend we all wanted to have, a friend that we all desire to have in our lives. And that's and that's largely because of who the actress was. Joyce DeWitt brought to that equation. You know, anybody else could have, like if the actress that was playing Linda played Janet, it would be totally different, you know? But there's something about what Joyce brings to Janet that is very, very special. So that's, yeah, I'm a, always, I'll always be a Janet. Yeah. That makes me so happy because I feel like the consensus with men actually is that they usually watch for Suzanne Summers, and that's probably how it was back then. You know, you're tuning in for the hot blonde that's jumping up and down in short shorts, but mm. Janet is such a well-rounded character, and I think there is no Jack Tripper without Janet Wood. I feel like they are two halves of a whole especially as you and I know the whole show maybe maybe it's not as clear now in the early seasons but Jack and Janet always have been a pair to me and I think yeah absolutely so that makes me very happy (laughs) and like at times I've find uh Chrissy to be an like a little annoying (laughs) you know what I mean like the personality of Janet is just like so inviting and so welcoming. And in the seventies, she had a punk rock look. She was very punk rock. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like she, she was, was giving Joan Jet come season four with that haircut. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. I mean, she's got that, jo- the Joan Jet vibe and I'm, I'm way more into that than I am. Chrissy oh, yeah. jumping up and down. <laughs> it's a little annoying. It's a little bit, played. Absolutely. it's a little played out. Yeah. So the girls find out <laughs> yeah. that Jack is sick and, they want him to stay home and so they can take care of him. And now we have this second layer of lies because he's bringing Samantha back mm-hmm. to the apartment. So it's just lies on top of lies, which obviously equals a great episode. <laughs> he kicks the <laughs> yes. girls out. Can I just say about the, the second lie? Totally unnecessary lie. Like he was in the clear. She was going to go back to the flower shop. The other one had a date. Everybody's going out. He didn't even need to say anything further. He didn't have to complicate it with that second line. I think it's because Mrs. Roper came in and told the girls that Jack was sick. Yes. And then they were like, oh, you're- We're going to take you and put- I don't even know what that was that they're going to do with him. We're going to give you a bath. (laughs) Yeah. Essentially, which I'm like, wow, that's really interesting for roommates (laughs) to do. I mean, (laughs) but so that's why he played into the, the illness. Yes. But he didn't need to do that second line. He could have been like, I've got Samantha coming by tonight. I don't need them to give me a bath. We can do, I live with these people. I can do that a totally different day. 
and fake it. Give me a bath tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. I got a lot going on tonight. I'm already two timing Linda with Samantha. I don't need to throw this into the mix as well. Okay. There's also this weird rule, unspoken rule where he, he sort of feels guilty or it's like hidden anytime he's bringing a girl over to the apartment. Like there's this layer Mm -hmm. of the girls not necessarily liking him being with another woman, which also doesn't make any sense. Ever. Because everybody's all on this agreement level that we're not hooking up with each other. You know what I mean? And so what would be the problem with everybody hooking up with their dates? But they're all seemingly seem to be jealous of each other when that happens. Exactly. They're like, (laughs) if we're not having sex with each other, then no one can have sex with anyone else. So, And the overall thing for this show in the 70s is the speculation of, are they? (laughs) Right? Like, that's why I think people in the it was so ahead of its time in a way because it was so sexualized that a man would be living with two women and all this kind of sex would be happening in the house, but you never see that happen. You know what I mean? But it's always sort of like, is that happening? Is that not happening in 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 his home? And this is you know this is a that little scene is a play on that speculation. These casual mentions of bathing together i mean mean, mean, it's such an extreme thing for that (laughs) what's gonna happen like jack's gonna get a you know a bathed and then then what that's it you know what i mean like where are we going with this to say what happens in the commercial break where's the line where is the line from being (laughs) bathed to having sex who knows (laughs) right exactly yeah with both of them giving him this this bath right so so (laughs) now samantha's over for dinner this sounds so shitty but i would (laughs) have I feel like Linda is a lot more of a catch than Samantha. Totally. Again, you've also been with Linda, so you know what that's about. Like, she's super cool. She's fun, and we all like Linda. You know what I mean? So what Samantha is, I mean, and no offense to Samantha, the actress, she's lovely. I'm sure she's a lovely person. What do I know? But, I mean, she's not the catch for sure. Janet and and Chrissy are more of the catch at this point. You know what I mean? Exactly. If you're going to... Put your effort. She's seventy. She's seventies yes. hot. Yeah, I just Samantha. you know it was just sort <laughs> yeah. of a disappointment, like this build up for this date with Samantha, and then I'm like, oh, that's her. Okay, I guess I would have opted right. in for the bath with <laughs> Janet and Chrissy. <laughs> Way more fun. I would have canceled yeah. everything for that bath. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then we see this infamous hug that Jack Tripper does. And this is the first time he does it where he hugs this. I don't even want to try to reenact with his, the face that he makes. It's like this over emotional. Yeah. So like an an aroused. Totally. Great on John Ritter's. And I feel like that was a, a really great moment. I'm curious for you. How did you feel about when Jack before that hug, there's all this kind of like sniffing and stuff that he's doing behind her. I think it's humorous. I think that he's trying to like, he's trying to tell the audience because how can you not in the script tell the audience in the seventies, I really want to hook up with this girl. Right. That is probably the action, but it does feel a little like given the times we're in now, it feels a little weird. Yes. It doesn't read the same way now. Because if anyone were to do that on TV now, it would come off as, this man is crazy. Predatory. Yeah. yeah, Yes. I struggle. I teeter on the line with Jack because I love Jack Tripper. Love him. But Mm -hmm. some of the things he does, 
like if it were any other character, if it was Larry doing this, it would be gross. I could never see him actually no. doing anything. It's yeah. all it's all inappropriate. Jack Tripper seems very yeah. harmless to me, despite all of his antics and despite all of the skirt chasing and all of that. Totally. He seems very harmless. He's a good person. He's essentially a very good person who is just trying to find the one maybe and likes hooking. And it's the seventies. He wants to hook up with girls and he wants to be a part of that that world, right? He right. wants to do that. So yeah, I was, but I went, watching it back, I was like, oh, that's a little weird. But um, but it's like you said, it's Jack, and it was different times. Television was different in the seventies. It was about facial expressions, and you know, especially that show, the comedy had to be visual a lot of times mm-hmm. too. So he can't. How? What kind of joke can he make about really wanting to hook up with her? They did as many of those as they possibly could between the two of them because she's she's into it. She does eventually. Oh, Jack mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's not like she's not into him. She's into him. Right. This next scene, we have two things that happen. So Chrissy and Janet come home. And I think that this is proof to what you were saying before about Jack's chemistry with the two girls. Because the essentially the same thing happens. Chrissy comes home, misunderstanding Samantha is like, who is this woman? And Jack's like, oh, she's... Um, you know, he has to make up an excuse as to why Chris, the doctor, the doctor, and then Janet comes home, which I thought so funny when she's like, take off your clothes. I'll have you feeling good in no time. So, so good. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. good. But he, he sort of just pushes Chrissy out the door. And then there is this incredible physical comedy moment with Janet where he's just sort of like throwing her around, turning her back and forth and then pushes her out the door, which is essentially the same joke, but Janet and Jack's scene is so much more entertaining than his and Chrissy's. There, there's a playfulness between the actors. They're very comfortable mm-hmm. with each other. You know, they they know that they can, he feels comfortable with how he handles her and how she reacts to his handling. With Chrissy, though I will say, Chrissy was not annoying in mm-hmm. this episode at all. She was, she was reserved and fun and looked beautiful and was not the over-the-top Chrissy. One thing to point out when we both when we see Chrissy and Janet, like this is season three. Mm-hmm. Janet's hair is long. Chrissy looks great. I mean, this is the start. Like these are our girls that we're pushing on the network, and they look good. They do. do you know what I mean? Like they do. They came in hot for season for the season three episode one. <laughs> like they're looking good. Like you said, and and I think that the show is so popular, it's ringing through in the performances mm-hmm. as well. That they're working on a show that they know is doing well and i think there's an appreciation there so i think some of the jack and janet stuff and you know obviously behind the scenes there's a little bit of turmoil boiling with with Mm -hmm. suzanne summers so i often wonder when i was watching that like are these some of the early seeds of some of that uncomfortableness with right yeah i mean the drama really starts happening in season four so i feel like this is probably the time where they are becoming so popular and they are the hottest young actors on tv right now and this is sort of where it's kind of getting in suzanne's head you know where all of that farrah fawcett-esque mm-hmm. fame is coming um and it's yes. very clear she is beautiful she's stunning i would tune in every week to watch her you know she's yeah she's amazing totally 
I want to take a super quick break from this conversation to talk about something life-saving. Do not fast forward. This will not take long. In 2003, the world lost John Ritter to a tragically misdiagnosed thoracic aortic dissection. Although preventable, thousands of people of all ages and backgrounds die every year due to the lack of awareness of this critical medical emergency. To shine a much-needed light on thoracic aortic disease, John's wife Amy Yazbek established the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. Now in its 20th year, the foundation continues to raise awareness by sharing vital information with medical providers, at-risk families, and the often ill-informed and underdeserved communities across the globe. The John Ritter Foundation will continue to make its life-saving impact through scientific research, education, and advocacy. Please visit thejohnritterfoundation.org to donate and learn more about if you or someone you love is at risk. Okay, so now the girls leave and Jack obviously has to try to explain himself to Samantha, but then Linda comes over and Linda has Mm -hmm. soup for Jack, which honestly, we should be hating Jack at this point, but we don't. This is what I was trying to say earlier. Like, I mean, at this point, he has this poor Samantha too. She comes over thinking he's an honest guy. She just got cheated on, right? And in the in the course of this dinner, he's tr- he's all over her. <laughs> Two women, a doctor and a no- nurse, randomly show up, and now Linda. You know what I mean? Like, and he cannot explain this one away. I mean, Samantha's out of there. You know, there's no way she's staying for the rest. No, of this night. no. Samantha leaves obviously because Linda is there. And I think Linda is so cool. I want Jack and Janet to end up together, but Linda is a good second option. I think she has this like really cool effortless energy and she's putting Jack in his place and she catches him in his lie. And she, you know, obviously we all see it coming. She pours the soup over his head. Yes. Still effective. It's such a dumb seventies thing, but still effective. <laughs> it is so it's such a it's such a silly joke, but it is so funny. Mm-hmm. And you know it's coming and you can't wait for it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the noodles and the noodles are all over his head. Like yes. in a, I, I also desired chicken noodle soup at that point. I <laughs> I did too. I did notice that there was nothing but noodles and broth. There was no chicken in there, but that's fine. No. That was a noodle soup. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so Linda pours soup over over his head and leaves and then mrs roper comes upstairs mm. she realizes that jack is not sick hence stanley is not sick now that means she can have sex with stanley because he was using right. that as an excuse to not have sex or go on a date right which is to not do anything so weird <laughs> <laughs> so weird but yeah. and i thought it was funny when she comes back into the room and she's like how's my little teddy bear it's like uh and then i love that roper plays into all of the things that he would have done this is roper who who doesn't want to have sex with his wife or doesn't want to take her out doesn't want to spend money and you know he's gonna take her here they're gonna go do this they're gonna go do that and but, but he's sick so he can't and then it's not true and she she calls him on it and it's just so fascinating how he she takes his pants and she says you can put your pants on and we'll have some fun or you can leave them off and we'll have some fun and this man jumps so hard to put his pants on to right? I, to I, avoid having sex with her it is really a thing it is really really a thing like i don't i don't i do not understand this joke i mean i guess there must be some infamous thing that 
from the 70s where that was a thing and we don't know it yeah we just don't we just don't get it we'll have to but it is it, it is it is it is wild very wild yeah. Um, but back to the one quick note. Yes. Uh, Samantha, uh, when Linda leaves, mm-hmm. she when she hits the line, "I lied," I lost it because it's such a well delivered. I lied. One of, going to your point of why is Linda so cool? She handles that whole soup dropping so cool, and then hits the perfect joke. And she's not really like they don't present Linda as like super jealous and like crazed or anything like that. Like she's just cool, and she put him in his place with what he did that night. Yeah. And honestly, I'm surprised Linda's still with Jack because the last episode she was in, um, I'm not sure if this episode brings a bell, but Jack thought she was pregnant and Mm -hmm. he proposes to her and she finds out that he only proposed because he thought she was pregnant. And I'm like, this, he does not have a good track record with her. And yet she's still there. <laughs> she's so likable too. Yeah. You know, I wonder, sometimes I wonder what things like that, if the writers or producers really liked the actress, like she's good with them. She fits in, she plays well. And so they just keep bringing her back because people like her. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also back in that episode where we don't have Joyce Duet and she is mm-hmm. in the, in she sort That's of. That's my favorite episode of Three's Company actually. <laughs> Without Joyce, too. You're joking. I know. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. But there's just something really funny about uh, Roper listening and through the pipes and all that stuff. Yeah. How? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You saying that Janet is your favorite character and your favorite episode being the one where she's... Has nothing to do with Janet. I know. It's so weird. I just, uh, for some reason, I just, that is like the the fun of it all. That is the fun of, of all three's company. Yeah, maybe I should maybe I should dial that back oh moving my. forward since Jen, yeah. Okay, well, fun fact, as I was planning out season three, because that episode is in season three, I hate that episode because Janet's not in it, and I was actually debating on skipping it. And I was like, no, Do not. nobody's gonna miss this episode. So I'm gonna have to bring you back, Pete, for that episode. I will do it with you. Yes. Okay. I would love to do that episode with okay. you, and I will show you why it's so funny. Perfect. Prove yeah. me wrong. Prove me wrong. I will. Yes. <laughs> okay. So now we're back at the apartment and Janet and Chrissy obviously know everything that's happened. It's funny because they're like, you're, you are a jerk and it's fine though. We love you because, you know, they just, they've accepted that this, this is who Jack is. And I thought that was actually nice. And that's also, I think subconsciously why we as the audience don't hate Jack because Janet and Chrissy don't hate Jack. And there's also this thing, maybe subtly, where when you're watching the show, depending whether you're a Janet or a Chrissy, you do want to see them hook up at some point in this house, you know, as, you know, as he's dating one of the other, you know what I mean? Like you, it never happens, right? Spoiler alert, but you would hope that that, that is what you would want to see. So you're okay with his shenanigans for the moment, right? Like Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you watched the show as a child and you probably caught you caught some of it live, I'm yeah. I assume. Sure. Did you think that he was gonna end up with one of the girls? Janet. Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. What? Janet. They made they, they they set that whole thing up for eight years and then they <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it is you know? yeah. it is mind blowing. N- it is one of the things on this earth that I will never understand. Out of all the, like, I will never understand why the two of them did not end up together. There's so much to unpack there, but I'm with you, especially yeah. her being the only roommate who stayed. It's just, it's set up. It's- they've lived together. They've lived together for eight years. Why? How, how can they suddenly not? That doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. 
makes sense that you would suddenly not want to be with that person. Or in the eight years, you know, just it was weird that, Very, that we could get to that at some other yes, point. We'll get, we'll get I have some, the, I have some theories about that. So, okay. Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to yeah. have to bring you back. Well, you're definitely coming back. So we're going to talk cool. about all yeah. that. But mm-hmm. then Samantha comes back and she realizes that there was a big misunderstanding and Larry, you know, patches things up as Samantha and Jack are finally going to, I don't know what he was going to do. Were they going to go into his bedroom and, sleep together while the that's girls what was were there but yeah, that's what was gonna happen yeah totally and janet and chrissy come out in their nightgowns of course classic threes company she's upset and she storms out i mean it's so funny and it's so classic threes company like again the hint that something may be going on here in this apartment and you know is it i, I was thinking about this too is it was it really socially unacceptable for a man to live with two women is that a like would that be a big deal now? Not now, for sure not now. I I also grew up watching Three's Company, so I was under the impression that if a man was living with two women, they were having sex all the time. All the time. All right. the time. Yeah, yeah. It's all they were doing. I don't know, like it's just like for me I like I love I love the idea that that it's happening, you know, but like I guess Samantha, if you were Samantha in that moment, would you be like this is really weird, I want to get out of here? Only because those were the same two women that were there earlier, the nurse and the, the doctor doc- and the nurse. And the Avon lady, whatever he says. <laughs> whatever she was. Yeah, but yeah. only yeah. because of that. If I went into that situation and Jack said, These are my two roommates who share a bedroom, <laughs> and that's my bedroom, yeah. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Maybe I would second guess something was happening, but if the if the two girls didn't seem to care, then why should I, right? Right. Yeah. I just, it's just, it's an interesting big part of the show where it's like, they always have to sort of like get the, get the roommate out because they don't want the person to know that they're living with two women or a a man or whatever, whoever's position that is. But yeah, it might be, it might be hypersensitive if you were a female or, or a guy that's dating, like a guy that's dating Janet or Chrissy, and you come to find out that Jack is living there, you might be like, what's, what's going on here? Right. And it's interesting yeah. that they don't lean into the he's gay joke more. No, right. Because that's Ever. also an easy solve. Right. I wouldn't even be worried about him living with two women. I would be worried about his chemistry with Janet. I'd be like, so clearly you're in love with that roommate. That's the problem right. here. Yeah, I'm not worried about Chrissy. I'm more worried about Janet. No, I'm worried about what, yeah. I'm worried about you guys touching each other all the time and kissing each other all the time. So there's such a comfort level between the two act, the two of them and the two characters. They're 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 meant Always. for each other. You can just tell that they're meant oh, they're meant they for are. each other. The thing I love, one of the most things I love about Three's Company is the aesthetic of the apartment and the kitchen and all the colors. And you mentioned um, that it's brighter and more colorful in this season. And that is something that I picked up on too. It it really comes across that like, this is a different time and it's going to be bright, colorful and and a lot more fun because it's the third season of it. And God, I'd love to hang out and sit on that couch. That apartment <laughs> yeah. is a vibe. You would find that on Pinterest now. Oh God, yes. In the tag scene, this last tag scene, Janet and Chrissy right. are now sick. Jack takes advantage of the opportunity and cuddles in between them, brings out this giant blanket. I love how we end the episode on this, you know, sort of, oh, they're under the covers and they're all having fun. I mean, who knows what happened after that commercial break, but it's, it's really setting up the season and the show that, hey, this is a show about sexual antics and misunderstandings and it's horny and it's funny. And that's, you know, it's fun. It's a good time. 
I love yeah, it. Yeah, I loved I loved the, the end beat too. One thing I will say though, Jack suddenly getting sick from the soup or whatever, I was like, this dude just got sick in like two minutes, two seconds. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, to pour soup on someone is so crazy. Like, what if it ha- <laughs> what if it was really hot? Right. right. Also, why was the soup not that hot? It was lukewarm. So there had to be someone warming the soup up at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, and and then and then, but to suddenly get sick off of the soup, I was like okay, <laughs> illness doesn't travel that quickly. <laughs> and then also explain to me how Janet and Chrissy got sick. Like right. how much, what happened that night? Yeah. And then how much time after that now Jack is no longer right. sick? Right. Oh, it's a beautiful morning. The birds are chirping, all that stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, and it feels, because it feels like it's the next day to me. It yeah, does. He's okay, he's over it. And now they're both very ill. And also Chrissy's, fake sick is not great no chrissy's a lot of things aren't great and (laughs) (laughs) i do i appreciate the naive chrissy i don't appreciate the dumb chrissy right the fake i'm I'm sick i was like that i don't that voice and she's like couldn't be happier for you (laughs) i don't know whatever she says but she's something Something like that but she did the the voice you know yeah it was like i was like this is not no not but jack and janet always saved the day you know and listen i'm sure there are fans of chrissy out there that are like oh my god she was so funny when she did that voice so (laughs) i love how you're like i'm sure there were some fans out there (laughs) like millions probably Oh, I love the end beat, and I love I love their snuggling and all that stuff. Like that's we're, we're, I'm watching next week. I'm definitely watching next week. That was well. That was my question because now now that was double day, and that set us up for the season. So I know what your answer is because you love the show. But question that I usually ask guests who don't watch the show is, would you continue to watch it, and does it hold up? So I'm going to frame the question a little differently for you since you are already a fan. Why do you think? the show still holds up? Well, a, a couple of things. I think some aspects of the show don't hold up. Like, I think some of the, some of the misunderstanding can be easily, like, our generation, this generation would be more like, yeah, these are my roommates. I'm not gay, but, you know, whatever. Like, you can easily explain some of these. But it's a farce, as you said. And so um, I think the humor in the misunderstanding, because there is that in life, mm-hmm. is something that, will always keep you watching. You want to see what kind of crazy antics Jack's going to get into. Are they ever going to hook up? You know, mm-hmm. that interest in the characters and the actors that played the characters is what keeps you going every week. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm sure back even in the 70s, I would have just told him. I'm sure people are saying that to each other around the water cooler or whatever that is, right? right? But um, no, I think that they're just, they're just something really... Bo- beloved about all of those characters larry too you know i mean that you just want to you can't wait to see what's going on in their apartment next week pete i had such a good time and i am already excited to bring you back because it it is so obvious that you love the show and it's so nice to talk to someone who has a love for it and understands it and appreciates the antics and the craziness of it. I hope you had fun. Oh my God, I had a blast. This is like my favorite thing in the world. And you're great at this. I love talking to you. So your appreciation and you get it and whatnot. Like this is a, a this is a show that's about the love of Three's Company. And I, and I just love that. Yeah. Thank you so much again for taking the time to watch this episode, taking the time to sit with me and hopefully coming back again. Definitely. For one. Absolutely. Whenever you want me, I'm here. 
Amazing. And thank you everyone for listening. Be sure to tune in next week as we talk about season three, episode two.